We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. Monday Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today by Ben Miller for the first part to talk some hoops. Later on, we'll be joined by Chris Benzine to talk some week nine, week 10 DFS football here. Uh, first off with Ben, if you'd like to follow him on Twitter, you can give him a follow at Ben Man Doing Work. Me, of course, Jakeski52. Quick reminder, if you happen to be listening on iTunes or Stitcher and want to take a sec to leave us a nice five-star rating and review, only takes a second. We appreciate any and all feedback. Really helps us out a lot. Helps us provide you, our listeners, with the best content possible here. And speaking of listener feedback, you guys asked for some NBA DFS content, and we are going to deliver here ben how's it going this afternoon ready to talk some dfs hoops yeah i'm always ready for some uh for some basketball that's for sure all right we got a pretty top heavy slate here uh top four guys james harden eleven thousand eight hundred russell westbrook eleven thousand seven hundred anthony davis ten nine and kevin durant nine thousand eight hundred i mean chances are unless you're going super heavy gpp lineup they can only pick one of these four guys uh, is there one that you're leaning the strongest towards and why 
I mean, honestly, I think all four uh, pretty great plays tonight. But if I'm picking one guy to the group, mm-hmm. uh, I'm definitely going with James Harden. Um, you know, despite being the highest salary of them all, uh, yeah. you know, this guy has been far and away the most consistent fantasy player um, so far this season. Um, he's, hard, uh, he's averaging 31.5 points, 12.3 assists, and 7.3 rebounds per game. Um, so nearly a triple-double for one guy himself, which is crazy. Yeah, man's doing it all. Yeah, in his last three games, he's posted you know 30 points and 12 assists, 30 points and 15 assists, and 41 points and 15 assists. Um, and that doesn't even take in con- into consideration, you know, rebounds and steals as well. Absolutely. I mean, if you were if you're redrafting like a season long today, I mean, is Harden based on what you've seen early on the number one overall pick? Do you make a case for Anthony Davis? I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to think of how I, I, I'm more of a season long guy myself. But uh, Harden, one of those top guys, he's just doing it all, and he's going to produce every single night. Yeah, I mean, he seems like the you know as as much as a, like of a lock for production as there can be at this point. Absolutely. Now uh, we'll turn to the over under numbers here, and it looks like the Warriors Pelicans. Speaking of Anthony Davis. Uh, is the highest over under on the day as of uh, right now we're sitting here about uh, 1 p.m central time uh, recording here and the pelicans warriors uh, on the day 222 points is the over under mark there so uh of course kd and anthony davis should be good plays tonight yeah i I mean these two teams actually you know already played once this season i mean you usually don't get this this many you know matchups this early in the season mm-hmm. um but you know we do get a, a sense of what they did previously davis had you know whopping 45 points and 17 boards yeah, against time. yeah against the the warriors and i think duran had like 30 and 17 um so you know you like you said it's the highest over under the on the day um so the numbers definitely tell you uh, both these guys should produce yeah um yeah the only reason i'm, I'm just picking harden over these two is you know i think there's some blowout potential here mm-hmm. um the Pelicans, so we're saying like the the Dubs are going to blow out the Pelicans, yeah. and then maybe that'll mean some of those guys like KD, even even your Curry's, will maybe back off a little bit. Yeah, I mean the Pelicans are arguably you know one of the worst teams in the league. Um, you know, with the Warriors obviously being pretty darn good. Um, you know, so despite the decent matchup in their first meeting, he, there's always the chance. You know, this one's over by halftime. Um, yeah, all right, fair enough. Yeah, but Dave, I mean Davis and Durant both have pretty high floors. Um, you know, even even though I think. In a shorter period of time, they could still put up some solid numbers. All right. All right. So I hear you, Ben. So let's say I'm trying to win some life-changing cash here, and I want to start my lineup off by locking in James Harden and Anthony Davis, okay? There goes a good, good portion of my budget, pretty much more than a third of my budget on two guys already. So if we're going to fit a couple of those guys in, uh, who are some, like, what's one example of a pretty cheap value player that you're looking at or a couple? Yeah, I think it's actually a good time to bring up, you know, the fact that Marvin Williams... Um, could end up missing tonight's game. He's really, I think he's the only true like fantasy relevant guy that's you know currently considered questionable. That's kind of on the fence. Yeah, for tonight's slate of games. Um, he, I think he's dealing with like a viral infection or something like that, and he didn't practice yesterday. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think we can look at some guys in the Hornets front court then. Right. Um, like our guy Frank the Tank Kaminsky, yep. well, former Wisconsin Badger, great. Of course, reminding our listeners that we're we're here doing this from Madison, Wisconsin. Here, hardly even a block away from the Kohl Center, you can open the back door and look at it. So. Right, you got to give some Disclaimer. love to, the, yeah. to those former Badgers for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's only four thousand on Fanduel. Um, you know, if Williams does for sure sit out, he's definitely going to get a decent bump in uh, in playing time. Uh, he's been solid off the bench. He's had so far this season averaging eleven. 4.3 rebounds and 2.3 mm-hmm. assists. 
Um, but you know, if he jumps into the, the starting lineup, <clears throat> I think I think that's pretty good value at four thousand. Yeah, and don't forget, Frank the Tank was a uh, a starter in the playoffs down the stretch last season. Yeah. So they they do think very highly of him. And also, fortunately, if you're going to be playing that game, uh, uh, that's a uh, let's see, it looks like a seven Eastern uh, tip off time. So you won't have to worry about um, making a snap decision only to find out one of those guys is getting scratched later. You have that the early game advantage there. Yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely huge. I mean, you don't want to mm-hmm. you know throw a guy in the lineup where. Uh, it's based on a, a late game injury Absolutely. for sure. Ben, so say Marvin Williams doesn't play. Is there anyone other than Frank the Tank that you're looking at uh, in this Hornets lineup? I mean, I think you can also give a look at Cody Zeller, uh, the Hornets mm-hmm. center. Who just got a lot richer lately, the Indiana product. Yeah. Signed himself a nice extension. Yeah, I wish uh, I wish we could get something like that around here. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's only 4900 uh, um, You know, With FanDuel only allowing one eligible center, I mean, you'd like to have a better option there usually. Um, but he, he could still be a decent play. Uh, Roy Hibbert's out already with a knee injury. Um, so if Williams is out as well, that's that's mm-hmm. a lot of minutes available in the front court. Yeah. And it's not like the, the super high-priced centers are, are dominating tonight. I mean, Hassan Whiteside, is, it looks like the highest at 8,500. Yeah. Uh, Andre Drummond, 8,200. So it's not like there's a boogie cousins that you have to worry about fading to get one of those guys in. Yeah, so, that's very true. Yeah, absolutely. Something to think about there. So let's take the opposite side of that. Say Marvin Williams does play uh, tonight. Uh, that's going to hurt the value of Zeller and Kaminsky. So any other cheap guys that you might want to take a look at elsewhere? Uh, I think you can definitely give a look at CJ Miles. He's he's really cheap, forty two hundred. Um, didn't have the strongest start to the year, but he's he's picked it up mm-hmm. recently. Um, I think in like, it looks like three November games, he's averaged eighteen point three points, three rebounds, and assist. Uh, he's coming off a twenty point four rebound performance against the Bulls as well. Uh, so he looks to be on the rise. I mean, yeah, and the minutes are are pretty consistent. He's played over twenty minutes a game in all of them this season. Sometimes, on principle, you want to keep it to starters. CJ Miles sometimes comes off the bench though. Yeah, the yeah. I mean, he's a guy that relies upon you know scoring to bring his point uh, his fantasy hear, numbers up as well, which is sometimes a risk in itself. Uh, but yeah, forty two hundred. I think it's it's pretty solid value. All right. Anybody else uh, on the slate at all? Jump out at you. Um, I think as a middle tier guy, we can we can look at George Hill. Uh, he's six thousand. Um, it seems pretty solid to me. Uh, there were some worries with Gordon Hayward making his um, season debut yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that Hill's value would take a pretty big hit. Um, you know Hayward went off in his his debut. What he had twenty eight points, um, some along those lines. And you know Hill still had twenty three and uh, twenty three points, nine assists, and a pair of steals. So I think that you know that shows they can definitely coexist. Um, you know. And adding on to that, you know, it's, it was Hayward's first game yesterday. You know, there's a chance mm-hmm. he sees limited minutes in a back-to-back and he's just getting uh, just getting into game shape. Absolutely. Um, so I think that could give Hill some added value as well. Yeah, so definitely be sure to check out rotowire.com for all your NBA DFS needs, uh, whether it's our value report, lineup optimizers. We'll also get you all the late-breaking news here. Uh, one thing that I did notice is uh, kind of going back to the Pelicans, we talked to Anthony Davis later, and uh, looks like Drew Holiday not going to quite be ready, maybe joining the team around mid-November here. So there might be uh, maybe a couple guys if you look to our lineup optimizer here some of the highest uh, quote-unquote value plays of the day are players maybe like a like a tim frazier or a solomon hill or or maybe even a buddy healed is there is there anything to see there do you like any of those guys because they be value plays or are you kind of sticking to your miles and those those types of individuals i i do always you know frazier's definitely worth a look um it looks like his minutes have been kind of kind of iffy lately mm-hmm. he went in the last three games, he was 37 minutes, then he dropped all the way down to 15. Ooh. And then he's back up to 25 in the game on Friday. Um, yeah, Coach Alvin Gentry, he's, he's, 
sometimes it's it's questionable mm-hmm. his lineups that he pulls yeah. out there. So yeah, I uh, hear you. So maybe more maybe the variability leads to a little bit more GPP consideration. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of GPP consideration, I really love what Joel Embiid's been able to do on a per minute basis. But he's another one. Again, I say GPP because of the variance. You just don't know if he's going to get the exact consistency there. Well, fantasy football fans have all the victory every Sunday. FanDuel offers fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests starting just every week to ensure that there are no busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. New this year is an upgraded experience. Get even more contest variety. Try beginner contests for new players only. Settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head contest. Try a 50-50 contest where the top half wins cash. Play in larger tournaments for even more excitement. Play for a dollar. Choices for every budget here. Ben, anything jump out at you on FanDuel this week? I mean, I my, my Andrew Luck lineups weren't so hot. Rogers lineups were, were pretty excellent. I even took Zine's advice and made a and made a Kaepernick lineup. Chris Benzine will be joining us in a second. Uh, any any, uh, any fantasy stars or duds you want to highlight at all, or or just overall an average week? I, I think yeah, it's an average week for me. I didn't get in too much action myself on FanDuel um, for mm-hmm. at least that football slate. Yeah, I didn't get much. In Sa- there. Saving it for the hoops tonight. Yeah, to, uh, yeah. You really dive in and do right. the research. Exactly. All right. Well, have all the fantasy football has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. Welcome back to the Roto-Wire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'd like to thank Ben Miller for joining the show, talking some hoops with us for a little while. Right now, we're going to welcome back Chris Benzine to the show. You can follow Chris at on Twitter, at Crispy27002. Sorry about all the numbers there. Chris and I are going to start with a uh, Monday-Thursday discussion here on FanDuel, and then we're going to come back and offer up our cash game and GPP quarterbacks for the week here. So the Monday-Thursday slate, Chris, is Buffalo at Seattle tonight. Uh, Seattle's seven-point favorites over under 44. Uh, and then the Thursday game, we got the Cleveland Browns in prime time. Cleveland heading to Baltimore, where they are 10-point dogs. Over under is 45. Now, normally there's a clear cut offensive game here uh, that you want to c- continue to stack heavy but this one's a little trickier Chris because uh, there is no clear cut game that you want to stack all your players from you probably want to do an even mix of both would you say yeah probably I and mean, there's no real offensive juggernaut out of the four teams that are mm-hmm. on the slate so you're really you're probably going to get a lot of more uh, probably some lower scores in this Monday Thursday slate I would have to say because there aren't really a ton of huge fantasy guys so if we're looking at the slate in terms of quarterbacks, I I probably would lean a little bit towards maybe Joe Flacco mm-hmm. on this one. I, I I like Russell Wilson as a quarterback, but he still seems to be a little limited. Mm-hmm. I just haven't seen the outburst yeah. from him yet. Yeah, it's not that he's gimpy, but those lower leg, the knee and the ankle injuries, regardless of what's being reported on the team's official injury report, Russell Wilson's not himself. He's not 100%. His scrambling's not quite there yet, and even the movement inside the pocket makes it a little bit yeah. uh, risky here. And yeah, he hasn't rushed for more than 11 yards in the past five weeks that he's played, so mm-hmm. hasn't rushed for more than 20 yards at all this season, so there's really, a, or at least in the last six games that I've seen in here, so it's not mm-hmm. the whole season, but of of the last six or the last seven games on the slate, he hasn't rushed for more than mm-hmm. 16 yards. So definitely you can tell that part of his game is a little limited right now. Yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, Joe Flacco, that makes your cash game play here if we agree to fade Russell Wilson. He's 7,500. Everybody's torching the Browns this year. Dak Prescott threw three touchdowns here in uh, well in this past week. Then we've got Tyrod Taylor, 7,200. Josh McCown is ahead of Cody Kessler. McCown's 7,100. Kessler's just 6,000. Had x-rays for a leg 
leg injury after the game, um, but then those all ca- seem to come back clean here. So Cody Kessler, uh, I guess your ultimate GPP play, if you if you got to think of someone, and you're essentially going to punt the quarterback position here. Moving along to running backs, things are started off with Christine Michael at 7,500, followed by LaShawn McCoy at 7,400. Let's quick talk about LaShawn McCoy because it looks like he is leaning towards possibly playing tonight here. Is he one of the backs to own on this Monday-Thursday slate? It seems like if, assuming he does play, he's a guy that you really want to start. It's, it's just a question of, I guess, how much workload he does get. Mm-hmm. It, from what I'm seeing, he's he is expected to play. Yep. It's just, will that hamstring injury pop up again? Will he be kicked out? I mean, it's, it's definitely a chancy play in it, mm-hmm. in a little bit. It might make him a little more of a GPP play, but mm-hmm. he is a guy that generally, if he's full go, he, I mean, he's tops in the league and absolutely he's at uh only 7400 again with monday wednesday uh, monday thursday slates you can usually fit the majority of players into your budget mm-hmm. so it's really a almost a pick them yeah and so, I, I feel like he's good enough that he should be mm-hmm. in if he's playing a little risky expected. it's a little risky but i i might i would probably put him into mm-hmm. my lineup yep now saturday rex ryan said he was going to play and then we just had moments ago nfl network's ian rapaport uh suggest uh that he will be playing either or he's expected to play so uh it seems like they have a pretty positive outlook uh of course there's always a possibility of a setback then you look down and see backs like terrence west uh isaiah crowell of uh Crowho nation the chris benzing team in, in the league that we are together in Mike Gillisley, Reggie Bush, Duke Johnson, even anybody else stand out there to you in the slightest bit? Or um, One name that I would say, like, if you really want to go off the boat here and take a, a chance in maybe a big GPP is Kenneth Dixon. They hmm. they recently said that coming out of the bye, uh, the, that Dixon could be a little more involved in the offense, mm-hmm. and it's some a name that many people may not come up with or use exactly. in their lineups. And he's it's really a pick 'em anyway. So if you're going in like a GPP and want to go off the rails to with a chance see lineup that could you know maybe he scores a touchdown, which is in a game where you only have two games, there's not going to be a ton of touchdowns. So yep. if if you get a chance on him. That's one guy I could see. Um, if I'm going to go with the Browns, I think I would take Crowell out of those two. I don't really know. Just because even though it's it's, it's only a half-point PPR rather than a full, if it was yeah. full, it would be a little more. Crowell's got the higher floor out of those yeah, two. He seems to be getting the majority of the touches. There's a reason he's more expensive. So, yeah. Those would probably be the, the running backs I would go with. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you, you can, can't discount Darren, Terrence West. Both of those guys are going against a, a bad yeah. Cleveland rush defense. So. Yeah, if you threw out the atrocious uh, 49ers run defense, the Browns would be the worst in the league. And just to recap, last week, Terrence West 14 carries, and uh, Dixon had 9 carries, I believe. Each of them, 15, neither of them average. Yeah, 15 for West, so yeah, close. 15, so close. I, I, don't know, I, I don't actually have the box score in front of me. I think both averaged less than 2 yards a carry. Am I right there, Chris? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, West had so 15 pretty for 21. Not, yeah, very, yeah not what you want to see so. here. So, maybe tonight, uh, the Monday-Thursday slate, a lot of the points are coming out of the receivers where we've got Terrell Pryor back 7,000 Doug Baldwin also 7,000 Mike Wallace fresh off a revenge game against the Steelers just 6,600 Corey Coleman 5,600 he returned uh, this past week here uh, scored some let's see what kind of fan duel game he had not uh, quite the 25 point game the week before his injury just 5.6 points on fan duel seven targets three catches for 41 yards but probably a player on the rise don't forget about Steve Smith at 5,500 here I mean for me Chris this is one where I got to start prior. I probably got to start Mike Wallace and maybe even Steve Smith in this one. Anybody else that you're looking at? Yeah, you could definitely. I feel like Terrell Pryor is almost one of the locks in there. Doug Baldwin is kind of inconsistent, but he's a guy that 
get some targets. And Mike Wallace has been getting near double-digit targets on a weekly basis. So I, I feel like out of the two, as you mentioned, Pryor and Wallace are probably the more lock, chalk wide receivers on the two-game slate. So uh, other than that, I, if I go down the list, there was one guy that kind of stuck out to me. It is Tyler Lockett. He hasn't really done much recently this season, but he still had an issue and from what I've or an injury. And from what I've heard, it's been a little bit um, very recently. He's been still getting over the issue a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe so starting to be, become get some of that explosiveness look, back. Yeah, you look at last last year, he had a lot of good games towards the end of the year. So you really haven't seen anything from him. So that's another maybe GPP play if you want to yeah. go down the list. I mean, Yeah, that's got to be a super GPP play. I mean, personally, I've cut ties with Lockett in just about all my season-long leagues. Yeah. I've had enough at this <clears> point. And I, th- I think the way that Russell Wilson spread the, spreads the ball around so much greatly limits his value. It's that being said, play. Yeah, that it's being a, said, though, the 24-year-old Lockett, does have very explosive potential could help your case in a gpp because you know some weeks it's going to be jermaine curse most weeks it's going to be doug baldwin but you know i think Lockett will have his week before it's done which is why in season long i cut him but in in dfs if you can pick that week right you could win uh, some serious cash here Looking ahead to the tight end position, though, Chris, Jimmy Graham leads the way at 6,700, followed by Dennis Pitt at 5,200, Gary Barnage 5,200, Charles Clay 4,800. I mean, this is basically Jimmy Graham and the rest of the pack, and the way the budgets and, and prices are dealt out here, there's not really a whole lot of reason to steer away from Jimmy Graham, is there, Chris? I don't think so. I mean, you could make a case for some of the other ones. They, they all get a fair, <clears throat> fair amount of targets, but... Jimmy Graham seems to be one of the favorites of Russell Wilson this season, and mm-hmm. he's been producing pretty consistently. Last week he had a little down week, surprisingly, against New Orleans. But before that, I mean, he's had nine, eight, nine, ten targets. So he's had he's he's up there in terms of targets, especially as you mentioned, an offense that generally spreads the ball around. He's he's a guy that seems to be consistently involved. So if there's one guy you would count on almost on a, on a weekly basis that's him mm-hmm. and you can afford to put him in at 6700 so yeah, very it affordable. seems like the best option on the slate for sure yeah, I need Jimmy Graham shut down for my season-long leagues tonight, but uh, for the daily leagues that uh, maybe I'll do a daily lineup just to uh, help myself cope with the pain of losing in season-long by having Jimmy Graham put a, put a nice daily uh, line together for me. Kickers, I think it's Justin Tucker against the Browns. Otherwise, kicker's kind of a crapshoot. We'll jump over those. Looking at defenses, though, Seahawks 4,900, Ravens 4,400, Bills 4,200, Browns 4,000. It's got to be the Ravens against the Browns, right? That's pretty chalk. That was my pick. I mean, you could definitely take the Seahawks Bills if you want to go a little contrarian because the Bills offense, I mean, hit or miss, but they do have McCoy coming back. So as you mentioned, I I still think the chalky play is definitely the the Ravens on that slate. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's jump ahead to the Monday or Thursday through Monday slate here of, uh, of week 10. And uh, we'll start off with a little cash game GPP discussion. Chris, you're going to enter a $1 double up or a 50 50. You're going to enter the big double up. You're going to take someone on in a head to head matchup, and you want to score as most points as possible, picking players with the highest floor here. Let's take a look at uh, a quarterback that you might want to go with because we noticed that the top price quarterbacks don't necessarily have the most favorable matchups this week. Who are you rolling with? Yeah, I'm going to end up rolling with Andy Dalton this week. Down the list this at uh, 7,500. I just like a decent matchup against the Giants secondary in a game that could be decently high scoring. The Giants have enough of a, a potent enough of an offense to keep that game 
uh, with with a fair amount of scoring. You look at Dalton has scored over twenty points in each of the last four weeks, mm-hmm. and he has obviously a great target in AJ Green to go to, and Tyler Eifert is now back, and so so you have he's he's thrown the ball forty times twice in the last four weeks, and he. He's good, almost a lock to get nearly like the high two hundreds at least in passing, mm-hmm. if not surpass three hundred. And he he's thrown for or rushed for combined two touchdowns in each of the last four weeks. So if you can get even a, a third touchdown, you're getting a lot of even at just two touchdowns and the points at twenty, you're getting a fair value there. Mm-hmm. But if you go over that, even get that third touchdown, he could definitely bring some dividends at uh, seventy five hundred. Absolutely, I think the moral of the quarterback story in Week Ten is that the top price guys not looking great. Aaron Rodgers, number one, he's on the road. I mean, I guess there's a decent floor there. I could see playing him. Matt Ryan also on the road at Philly. Tom Brady gets the Seahawks at home, but that's a pass defense that I never want to go after in daily. Same thing with Drew Brees and the and the uh, Saints who get the Broncos at home. And granted, Drew Brees plays pretty well at home. But, you know, if the Broncos get a key to lead back, it could be dangerous. The Broncos still kept Derek Carr in check on Sunday night despite losing that game. So I'm with you, Chris. I'm going down the list for my cash quarterbacks. I actually really like Marcus Mariota of the Tennessee Titans. Gets a home matchup against the Green Bay Packers secondary and pass rush that is far from 100%. Mobile quarterbacks tend to hurt the Packers in, in the past. And I... You know, I had picked Andrew Luck as my cash game play against the Packers last week, and uh, he didn't really, I mean, they didn't really have to play a ton of catch-up because they were ahead for most of the game. That wasn't necessarily what I was expecting. Mariota, even though the Packers are kind of on a skid, Mariota, I have a feeling that uh, he'll have to play a decent amount of catch-up here. But Chris, moving over to GPPs, you want to try to win, risk a lot to win some life-changing cash here. Is there anybody in particular that you think might have some lower ownership that can save you some money that might be in a good option for like a squib or the flea flicker on Sunday? Yeah, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I will I will go with uh, Jay Cutler at 7,000 going against uh going against that Tampa Bay defense. Their mm-hmm. their pass defense isn't very good. In general, their defense hasn't been that good this season. And you look at Cutler, I mean, his last game, 14.28 against the Vikings, not very impressive, but you take into account that they're playing the Vikings defense. And yep. none of his. And he led them to year. victory. That's yeah, the big and thing. They, they won the game. He so actually looked not, good in that game, decent. believe it or not. He's got some weapons there. They have yeah. a, a few weapons, especially yeah. with Elshon Jeffrey. You have Zach Miller. And you have, a, I mean, under it aren't like particularly good, mm-hmm. but you do have some guys there that can help out and assist. Yeah. And Jordan Howard can help in the passing game as well. Yeah. They, they have some weapons that he can throw to, and he's not afraid to to sling the ball around. Obviously, turnovers are a question, are definitely sometimes an issue with him. But I would say yep. I would go with Cutler if I'm yeah. going to catch and uh, all, GPP this. Week. And also with Cutler, though, you can pair him with a very affordable Elshon Jeffrey at 7,200, which is uh, just the steal for a guy like Elshon Jeffrey. I bet we see a coming out party this week here. One quarterback I like from a GPP standpoint. Now, granted, this is risky, but that's your definition here in your GPPs. That is Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, he had a pretty rough game through a couple costly interceptions Sunday, so that's brought his price sliding all the way down to 6,800, but he's back at home. Now, the Eagles, they're 4-4, four and four, but they're 1-4 and four on the road here. They play a lot better at home. Carson Wentz will be ready to go, and he gets a Falcons defense that, uh, I mean, they're a young defense that is on the rise. They're playing a little bit better, but uh, they... 
showed susceptibility here against uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here in that Thursday night game. I think it's very possible that Wentz can throw for two or three scores, especially in the home confines of Philadelphia. Well, that's going to wrap things up for today's Roto-Wire Daily Fantasy Podcast. Before we sign off, we have a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month Roto-Wire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Roto-Wire. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Again, go to FanDuel.com slash Roto-Wire. If you're already a FanDuel user and still want to check out the website, be sure to go to Roto-Wire.com slash pod. That's Roto-Wire.com slash P-O-D for a free 10-day trial. Once again, thanks for joining Chris. Uh, you can follow Chris at Crispy27-2002. I'm Jake Letarski. You can follow me at Jakeski52. The Roto-Wire Daily Fantasy Podcast will return Tuesday with John McKechnie and I, and I think we'll be featuring Ben Miller for some hoops as well. Well, thanks for listening, folks. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free. Only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores.